Welcome back to another episode of Peter's Proffer here in the courtroom of current events. And today we're going to get a little bit back into COVID and talk about the nursing home world. We're going to talk about the changes that have come down the pipe in Florida and who's allowed in nursing homes and how that's going to affect the COVID count in these nursing homes. And at the end, we're going to talk about nationwide how they're dealing with COVID cases in nursing homes. Will you be able to have a nursing home negligence case if your nursing home did not take proper precaution and grandma or grandpa got COVID? I've got Pete Sardis on the show with me today who handles all of our nursing home cases. So if you guys have any questions about what it's going to look like going forward in these nursing homes, at least in Florida, write us in, send us an email, petertragos at greeklaw.com, and we will do our best to get to any and all questions at some point throughout the next couple months. All right, Pete, last time we checked in on ALFs and nursing homes, nobody was allowed in, no visitors. We saw the videos of singing happy birthday and touching grandma's hand and, and looking at grandma from the grandkids' perspective through a window, through a wall, through a gate, at a distance. What's it look like now? How have we progressed, at least in Florida? All right, let me just back you up. Um, March 15th, the governor in Florida signed uh, a basically a restriction to visitation on nursing homes and ALF facilities. And it basically said for 175 days, no one's doing anything because we got to protect our, our, our elderly. September 1st of 2020 is when that 175 days expired. And what wound up happening was the restrictions on visiting nursing homes and ALF people's, um, I should say patients, changed. And here's what it changed to. In order to be able to go into a nursing home, that nursing home could not have had any residential COVID-19 cases within 14 days, unless, of course, they had a dedicated wing just for COVID patients. If a staff member tested positive for COVID, uh, the facility had to stop all indoor and outdoor visitations right off the bat. Um, they had to have sufficient staff to support management of visitors. They had to have basically proper uh, personal protective equipment, PPE for all the staff members. They had to clean, disinfect, and basically manage the facility every time a, an individual walked in. So that's what they had to do as of September 1st. Okay, and how have things changed or how did things change on September 1st, 2020? Right. After September 1st, family members uh, and individuals were allowed to visit their loved ones in end-of-life situations. Um, hospice and palliative care workers for residents in end-of-life situations had a lot more leeway in who they were allowed to interact with. People, for example attorneys of record like us we could go into nursing homes and meet with our clients in person if someone had uh i'll give you an example a guardian or someone that is not a family member that was designated to care for them those people could then as of september 1st go in and physically meet with their uh, with their loved ones there the big thing i think that we saw was that as of september 1 we're actually letting adults into the nursing home. I want to be clear about that. It was kids. 18 years old and over okay. into the nursing home, but you're still in complete PPE if you're going to have physical contact with your loved one, unless you go, for example, for an outside visit. And if you were social distancing, meaning you weren't going to touch grandma or grandpa and you weren't going to get within six feet of them, you could meet with them, but with a mask on. Right. And that's after September 1st, after Correct. things were loosened a bit because they were very strict for a while. 
They were loosened just a bit on September 1st, but now they're being loosened even more October 22nd, just recently. So what has that change on October 22nd done to these restrictions at ALFs and nursing homes? As of October 22nd, now the kids can go see grandma and grandpa. There is virtually unlimited outdoor visiting with social distancing, even if there were, like I said earlier, COVID cases in, in the facility. That doesn't matter anymore. If there's a new COVID case in your facility or if one of the, uh, the caregivers in the facility tests positive, they don't shut the place down again. So at this point, kids are uh, okay. Extended family, meaning non-direct, cousins, sisters, brothers right. of the person at the uh, ALF. Opening the, the circle up a little bit. That's right. They've opened up. They can go see those folks. Uh, compassionate caregivers, and, and this is kind of a, of a big deal. Anybody that's considered a compassionate caregiver. So if you're talking about an end-of-life situation, if you're talking about someone that's completely alone and has got no one to talk to, they're allowed to come in. They're allowed to actually have physical contact with that um, with that resident without having to be in a full mop suit, you know, right. and, and looking like a space alien. So how have these loosened restrictions affected the COVID counts and the COVID deaths? You know, Florida is one of the states that's really good at tracking this thing. Florida's Department of Health actually set up a website and it tracked every COVID case in every nursing home in the entire state. Based on the numbers that the uh, the state of Florida has been tracking, uh, we've had about 1,900 more deaths of residents and staff members since reopening in September 1st, which brings a total of uh, patients and nursing, I should say like this, nursing home residents and staff members to 6,400 deaths of attributable to COVID. Okay, and so we're having these outbreaks happen. Um, we're having nursing home residents die of COVID, contract COVID, have serious uh, medical issues because of COVID, yet a lot of the states are making them immune from any prosecution, even if they are negligent and not putting safety precautions in place, not putting extra cleaning measures in place, not putting extra staff in place, forcing social distancing, forcing masks, whatever it may be with these high-risk individuals, a lot of the states are making them completely immune. I mean, we we talked about this on a previous podcast, but you know, a lot of people may not know our nursing home cases. Sometimes there is the, the nursing home abuse case where a resident is being abused, physically beaten or, you know, dropped or whatever it may be. But the most of, most of the cases are negligence cases. They're just being left by themselves. They're getting bed sores. They're not being fed. They're not being um, given their medication. Their, their um, wound dressings are not being changed. You know, they're just negligent. They just don't have enough staff or the staff's not doing their job. A lot of our cases center around that. So they, they're just totally pulling the plug on any COVID cases in most states, right? So, so here's what's happened. About half the states in the country at this point have enacted some sort of, I will call it tort reform, uh, some liability safeguards for the benefit of nursing homes and long-term care facilities that preclude a resident, the family member of a resident, the estate of a resident to be able to file a lawsuit because the resident contracted COVID and insert blank here, suffered, died, whatever the case may be. There are, at least in the ones I've looked at, there are some exceptions to stuff uh, that happens that's either intentional, reckless, or in the law, something we call gross negligence, which means... And when you say there are exceptions, I mean, you can sue for that. You can sue for COVID death. Let me give you an example. If somebody tested positive for COVID and the nursing home staff put another healthy resident in the room with them, knowing that they would contract the disease, 
that's probably reckless or an intentional conduct. You're going to be able to sue for that. But barring something like that, if it's just grandma or grandpa got COVID while in the nursing home, we haven't been in to see them since, you know, March 15th. Too bad, so sad. It happens. That's pretty much what those those state laws say. And you can't bring a cause of action. What's that going to look like here in Florida? You know, that's a good question. Uh, at this point, Governor DeSantis is one of five Republican governors in the country that has not gone along with the nursing home lobby group's request to limit tort reform. Now, there's a possibility that there's going to be legislation that makes it through uh, that does limit uh, tort exposure for COVID at some point. But as we sit here today, you know, there is no restriction. And, And what do you think as a plaintiff's lawyer that handles nursing home negligence cases, should they be immune? Because I mean, COVID is weird. Everybody realizes it's impossible to stop our whole country, the smartest people in the world have done what they could to prevent the spread and people are still dying, people are still getting it. What do you think for policy purposes, do you think nursing homes and ALFs should be immune from COVID prosecution from plaintiff's lawyers like us? I think the answer is no. And I'll tell you, not because I'm a plaintiff's lawyer, but let's talk about who is in a nursing home. It is normally someone who is immunocompromised, someone who can't take care of themselves, someone who is placed in the facility in order for someone else to care for them. That is the definition of a nursing home, a long-term care facility in Florida. And you have to understand, there are guidelines that have been in place forever that say, as a nursing home, you have to protect your residents from cross-contamination because people have pathogens. For example, C. diff, which is uh, you know something that is passed through from uh, very easily from resident to resident. We've had this pathogen for many, many years and the nursing homes are supposed to identify it. They're supposed to do the things that are necessary to protect the exposure of other of other residents from somebody that may be positive. And it's not just a pathogen like that. It's even the flu. I don't think COVID is different. And the reason is once we found out that COVID exists and that it's uh, and that older people, especially people that are immunocompromised, are more at risk to contracting it and obviously dying from it. At that point, I thought I think the nursing homes had noticed that they got to step up their game, which means they need to make sure that the PPE is being worn appropriately. They need to make sure they're not cross contaminating even more than they normally would. And I'll tell you, the majority of the problems don't come from the residents themselves, because think about it. You locked these facilities down yeah, not, on March 15th. They're not 15th. seeing or talking to anybody. That's right. The only the people workers. they're having contact right, with is their workers. So, and, and I agree. I think it should be a case-by-case basis. If a nursing home can prove they did everything they could to prevent the spread and it still spread, well, then fine. They're not negligent. But if they just weren't doing enough cleaning or didn't change their procedures at all or didn't actually shut their doors or didn't even check their staff, didn't check their temperature when they came in or whatever it may be, then I absolutely don't think they should be immune. That's just waiving liability for something that they could have and should have prevented, in my opinion. I ran some numbers. And again, these are all public numbers. There are the inspection reports for every facility in the state of Florida are available for you to evaluate for yourself uh, at the uh, Department of, uh, actually it's uh, ACA, Agency for Healthcare Administration maintains all these records. 77% of Tampa Bay's nursing homes uh, that have a COVID-19 case had been flagged in the last three years by state inspectors for having deficiencies that caused the spread of some other infectious disease. For example, lice, MRSA, 
uh, things like that. And these are people, this is pre-COVID now, that were infected and the state identified and said, you nursing home should have used the proper protective equipment. You should have done whatever you needed to protect those people. Explain what it means to be flagged. Flagged means the inspectors from the state of Florida came in, did an evaluation and recognized. And did an official report. Absolutely. That there was a deficiency, that a deficiency, which meaning it falls away from the standard of falls care. Short of. Right. And they want the public to know that, which is why they make an official report and it goes on the public record for that particular nursing home. Right. So people can see that in the future when they're doing it, maybe research on this nursing home, whether or not to send grandma there or whatever it may be. So it's a tough balancing act because now they're loosening the restrictions, which everybody wants to be able to go see their loved ones in nursing homes and ALFs. But they also, or at least we also, don't want them to be totally immune. So how do you think that balancing act is going to come to fruition in the coming months? I think that you're going to see one of two things happen. You're going to see people being respectful and recognize that they've got to you know, use hand sanitizer, put their mask on, make sure that grandma and grandpa are safe. Or you're going to see a complete fall off of the edge, which means you're going to start seeing a spike again in nursing homes, at which point you're going to see these... Giving people immunity does not make them do their job. Oh, no, not at all. Don't think for a second. The reality is they've got to do their job no matter what. The only difference is this. During that time period, at least from my perspective, the time period that the nursing home is shut down, there is no way that anyone in that nursing home should have been exposed to COVID-19. Now that we're opening up the restrictions and we're bringing the kids in, everybody's having a good old time, we're going to see a spike. Now, is that completely the nursing home's fault? No. But... But are they, they still need doing to put the in the proper procedure, right? And that's where I think what it's going to come down to and why blanket immunity is just not something that should ever come into play. People should always be responsible for their actions, right? I think uh, some personal injury lawyers and some specific firms maybe have turned the world upside down to where now PI lawyers are looked at a, a certain way, like they're just trying to go after everybody for everything as opposed to just reasonableness, right? If they did everything they could and COVID still hit, fine. But if they didn't, then they should be held liable. That That's my only point for it. So... Hopefully you guys learned something about what's going on with nursing homes across the country, but specifically in Florida. If you guys have any other questions you want us to hit, just feel free to hit us up on social media at Tragos Law.